Match Day 19 Picks edition of the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. To the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from a very windy uh, but very festive Newcastle upon time in the northeast of England. Um, today is December the 24th. And just before we started, I even had to ask Barry the date, even today. It's Christmas Eve. I still had to ask him the date. Um, but yeah, very festive for several reasons. I'm sitting here. Roasting my nuts over an open fire. But I'm a co-host. It's about to come round to your living room and empty his sack all over it in the next six hours. Uh, Santa hat on. There's plenty winners in the comments. Um, because Barry's got berserk, he's got a he's got a fake yellow card and a bottle of champagne in his other hand. Um Barry Penaluna, how you doing? What's the crack? You're doing very well, Malcolm. I've never been better. Um best best pick better. ever. That's strong. Yeah, never been better. Honestly, the the kids have been re- relegated. They've never. I think they got a little bit uh, confused as to why I was dancing around the living room. Twenty minutes ago, as Conor Gallagher picked up his yellow card. Yeah. So anyone who um, anyone who listened last week and got to the end, you had to wait to the end for the good stuff, Malcolm. Um, or on my TikTok live where I put it out as well. Put a yellow card treble out. Bruno Fernandez tick. Ben White tick. Connor Gallagher, we were waiting for today. 30 minutes, didn't let us down. 44 to 1. Absolutely smashed it. Um, and getting a few messages from people who have been on it, which is really good. Um, I know Frank was on it. You said Pat was on it. I've had a f- quite a yeah. few messages on TikTok from people who took it. It was 44 to 1. Um, I did see it to take the doubles as well. So if you took the doubles down, you would have got paid out on all three of your doubles at 10, 12 to 1 for each of those as well. So anyone that took all of it. Um, has absolutely smashed it, but absolutely great way to start Christmas. Um, I would I've, be honest, Chelsea Wolves wasn't a game I was looking forward to. It wasn't a bet I particularly fancied on that game. I took the overs. That's turned out to be shite as it stands. Um, but I suddenly had a lot of interest in it this morning. And I was feeling the pressure a little oh, bit. Oh, my. oh, sorry, I'm just live watching. We said we'd uh, watch the Wolves game live, and the yeah, keeper yeah. just made a world class save. Um, for Chelsea, because I've backed Wolves here as well. Um, sorry, Baz. <laughs> yeah, I, I was feeling the pressure a little bit because a few people had messaged this morning saying uh, they were waiting for this Conor Gallagher card um, to cap yeah. off a fine weekend. So glad everyone got on it. Um, everyone that got on it, cashed it. Um, love it when out like that hits. It's not very often, Malcolm, we put out 40 to 1 parlays. Um, Is that a sure record, do you think? It's, it's got to be. I can't remember us hitting a 40 to 1 before. You know, we've hit. We've hit underdog doubles where you've picked an underdog and I've put an underdog, but we haven't yeah. named it as a double. Um, but yeah, you know, it was put there as doubles and trebles and happy days, happy days. Um, it is indeed. The, the, 
the chat, there's loads of people in here, but it kind of split between people who are saying, yes, I backed it, and people are saying, I can't believe I didn't bet it. I'm in the second well, camp, as I never bet your trebles. And I thought Brian would have like, been on it. Yeah, Brian, I thought Brian would have been, because whenever we do hit any of the, the yeah. sort of fancy stuff, Brian tends to be on it. So disappointed for Brian not getting Brian on. Brian said it's the first one he hasn't backed in ages. Uh, Michael <laughs> Hurst, a.k.a. TikTok Santa Claus, uh, he was first in the chat. Hello, Michael. Um, and he's got on board. So, yeah, happy uh, happy days for Michael. Shane, I said to Barry, is, Shane, is that the Australian lad? And I think I just racially profiled you, Shane. Just because you're called Shane, I just decided you were Australian. So uh, apologies for that. But um, he forgot about the card, Treble. Like I said, I know Frank Gallagher, you said had a bit of a, quite a lumpy bet on it, Baz, uh, did Frank. Uh, Frank might have taken home four figures for Christmas. At least, Pat, like I say, Pat Foster this morning. Who else is in? Uh, Slick Rake Cereal. Uh, Tom Cream Iceman. Um, yeah, Rubble 67. Is that another TikToker, Baz? He's another TikToker, Rubble 67. He was on the uh, on the card. So uh, cheers for joining in here. Uh, so Shane, apparently Shane lives just around the corner from us. So he's not from <laughs> Australia. Even a little bit. But I think even without that parlay, Baz, whatever, because we have people who might just be the single unit betters. Um, but we hit a lot of stuff. I've got up to... With, with one game live, so eight units, I'm up to nearly 13. So chipped away with just the single unit stuff. Um, chipped away with the goal scorers for Charleston. First goal was my pick, six to one. And then any time, obviously. And then we've had the fancy price stuff as well. So whatever you were after, um, we've managed to uh, we've managed to turn up some winners. So if you stay tuned to the end, get a load of this, Barry. I have got a, what price is this? Oh, that, was that last week's? I've got a 262 to 1, Baz. And Wolves have scored. Here we go. Get in the queue. Come on! We can't miss, Baz. Um, you know when you look, Justin? Rangers Motherwell, lunchtime today. This is one for Koisty here. Um, I took the under two and a half goals. Rangers score after three minutes and 16 minutes. I thought I'm obviously dead. I then turn it back on on 91 minutes. It's still 2-0. Kid from Rangers goes on to keep a slots it in injury time. Flag goes up, VAR, we're getting the queue. So I survived for 76 minutes, and now Wolves have gone one up. So it's one of those bars, it looks like. Um, so yeah, you're getting, you're getting some grief from over the pond, Malcolm. You're, you're spoiling uh, Slick Rick and Serial. Oh, said you, shit. You, the ball hadn't even crossed the line by the time you shouted it out on here. Um, That's normally, I'll tell you what. Don't, I'll, good I'll, luck, I'll, bad luck, Malcolm. Yeah. I'm going to pause it. I'll pause it for 30 seconds. That's and then I'll idea. restart it and we'll be on we'll be on American time there. Um so yeah, first thing I want to say, Barry, I've got some um I know people haven't got time to listen to me Pratlod. I've got some lifestyle stuff, Baz. And the first thing, it's very important I want to say, there is no such thing as a light show, fucking Aston Villa. Grow yeah. up. Did you see that? Yeah. What a load of shit. I, I I didn't I, I didn't see it live. I saw the tweet about it the night before getting excited about the light show and telling everyone to download yeah. the app. Yes, yeah, I, I just put something on there, but put that in the bin. That's ridiculous. Save that for your Ed Sheeran concert or your Taylor Swift concert. Yeah. What's for football like? Uh, Frank Gallagher is uh, in the chat. I think he's, uh, he's eight he... minutes late because he's had to drag his wallet with him. Uh, Frank, you joining me on the champagne, Frank. Um, <laughs> Yellow card for, for being late. Um, secondly, I need to report myself to the Human Resources Department of the uh, Sports Gambling Podcast Network for dereliction of duties in missing the 1-1 one, one of the week. Uh, Crystal Palace v Brighton. I told you I was playing with scared money, Baz. 
and I picked both teams to score, so I landed a little bit. But then Pack pointed out, I think it was the last five games in a row finished 1-1 between the two teams. And sure enough, there it was, an obvious 1-1. Yeah, so I'll report myself for that. And thirdly, Barry, there was an incident, Baz, two nights ago. We like an incident. Do you want to hear about the incident? Yeah. So I've gone out to work, all very standard, uh, took the casino out, and it was a CrossFit party, Baz. Are you aware of what CrossFit people are? Yeah. Yeah. Do they have CrossFit in America? I think they do. I think it may so, be an American brand, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, uh, is it? Um, I, think, I think so. So, yeah, CrossFit party, which wasn't itself. That This isn't the incident. However, it is a bit of a, they're a bit of a cult, Baz. So they all turn up. They're all quite very glamorous, very good-looking people. Uh, all the women have got arms like my legs. They're all sort of big, bulky units. Well, that's fine, and it's very admirable. Let me say, if you go to the gym, you want to improve yourself physically, mentally. All I'm all for it. But they're just a little bit obsessed. It's a bit of a cult. So when they get there, they start with like a 45-minute fitness quiz, right? I mean, imagine that. You turn up at the Christmas party, Baz, and they get you to do a tax quiz. Again, national insurance quiz. No thanks. Right, question one, you know, which male in the gym can deadlift the most? Question two, how many medicine balls are there in the fucking weight section? Shut up, man. So this went on for 45 minutes. Um, and then when the actual shenanigans start, when they're having a drink and a dance, um, or the coach warned them not to have too much buffy, so you weren't allowed to have what you want off the buffet. The coach was bollocking you for that. But when they start dancing, all they do, like, they just start doing burpees for the dance floor. And, like, one bloke's bench-pressing Stephanie. So poor Stephanie's getting passed around, just getting bench-pressed over their heads. They're all a little bit obsessed. Nothing to do with the incident, Barry. Mick and Harry were there nice and early, set up. Um, we had plenty of time to spare. So I've got two gin and tonics, Mick and Barry had. Uh, Mick and Harry, uh, two gin and tonics. Harry uses those, you know, those little snus things. Yeah. Again, yeah, those nicotine things, little nicotine things, almost like snuff that you put into your lip. I don't know what they're called in America, but I think they have them. Um, and he said to me, he said, this snus, he had a mint flavour. He said, this pairs really well with a gin and tonic. So it's a lovely like combination, you know. Um, he said, you should try one. So we'll be just sitting. So I said, OK, I'll try one. So I've got one and I stuck one in me, in me uh, lip, expecting very, very little reaction. Within 10 minutes, Barry, it sent me, and if you remember the uh, from Poland, the term full potato, it completely <laughs> and utterly, one of those things under me lip, I couldn't walk, I couldn't speak. Harry had to literally carry, I'm trying to get to the toilet to be sick, but I fell over. So Harry and the barmaid are then carrying me out, Vietnam style, and the sweat was pouring off me. I had to sit in the corner like a daft lad with my hands on my knees for about an hour and a quarter until I came back round. Because I had one of these things under my lip for 15 minutes. What sort of carry-on is that, Baz? I don't know. That's ridiculous. Um, apparently, it's really popular now amongst Premier League footballers. Um, apparently, well, they're yeah, all, they're all you said, once you, st once you start noticing it, you'll see it all over the place. Yeah. But I, I rolled my shirt sleeves up. And if you've ever seen your arms sweat before, like, I'm, no, I don't think I've ever seen my arms sweat. The sweat, I'm not kidding, was pooling on the floor <laughs> around my feet. It was running down the back of my head. It was dripping off my nose, my arms. I could feel it running down my legs into my socks. It was absolutely wild, Baz. It was like I'd been fully witch doctored, like the shaman had got us. Like, I'd have been on the ayahuasca for three days. One of them things for a couple of minutes. Absolutely wild. Um yeah, uh, so yeah, Serial, Brian, Callum uh, are all saying that, that yeah, similar things. So I probably should have known a little bit better, Baz. I'm 
I'm slightly more delicate than I gave myself credit for. Uh, so that's that. Um, one other thing, Barry, I need to ask you about. I'm finding the air fryer, it's slightly too aggressive, Barry. There's oh, no yeah. nuance to it. So I've tried me roast potatoes today for Christmas dinner. And they're all right, but it's just, you know, when you cook something in the oven, you get that that sort of slow roasty. It's like you've given it a big cuddle. You, the air fryer's just like it's frightened it into being cooked. They're all, they, it's got that little bit of burn about it. I'm not sure. And then I've done the same with my stuffing bowls. I've tried out my stuffing bowls. And there's, like I say, no nuance, Barry, too aggressive. Any uh, advice? Um, turn the oven on for Christmas Day, Malcolm. You've got to go back to the oven for me. Um, I want the best roast potatoes. Like the, the air fryer is convenient and it does good things in the middle of the week. But on a Christmas day, I want the best goose fat roast potatoes in there and the best stuffing. Yeah. I'll have the barbecue. The turkey will be on out the back on the rotisserie, spinning away first thing in the morning. The gammon will be on the barbecue tonight, uh, but mostly for me will be on the oven. I'll uh, I would I would recommend that definitely for your roast potatoes. If you want the very best roast potatoes, you're right. The oven is where you've got to go. All right, no bother. I will do that then. Uh, like I say, it all just seems a bit. It's very harsh. It seems a harsh environment. Barry does the uh, does the air fryer. Right, we're going to make some picks because we're aware people probably haven't got an awful lot of time to listen to us talk bollocks uh, over Christmas and the games start nice and early on Boxing Day. So where we go first is I'll tell you about underdog fantasy, uh, an excellent way of playing alongside your favourite fantasy players: NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, and football. Pick higher or lower on your favourite team's uh, favourite players' fantasy stats and cash in. Watch along, make your picks and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog, double your first deposit up to $100. Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. Um, it looks like we've gone early on the uh, on the guillotine league, but it looks like we're going to die. We've had two shockers. Uh, in our early two, James Cook and Alvin Kamara uh, might just have seen us chopped. So our looks run out there. But we're going to carry this football. It's not luck bars. So we're very good judges. Uh, into Tuesday, the 26th of December, 12.30 kick-off a game. I will be at. Are you going, Baz? I am there, yes. Oh, hey, double bubble. Uh, Nibs is coming up. Nibs is our Nottingham Forest correspondent. He yeah, contributed on, the, on our pre-season Nottingham Forest show. So Nibs is coming up. So looking forward to a few... Light ales with nibs as well. Uh, like I say, 12.30, 7.30 Eastern time. Kick off Newcastle or 1 to 2, minus 200. The draw is 130. Burnett and Bertie plus 333. And Nottingham Forest are 5 to 1. Um, yeah, really, really tricky this because you've got two teams in poor form and... Quite a lot of question marks. There's more questions than answers around these teams at the minute. Now, I watched Newcastle um, Luton yesterday, and we never really um, looked like scoring. Like um, We had a couple of half chances early on, but it was a poor, poor performance. We, I still feel like we should have cashed the both teams to score. I was delight not delighted when Luton scored, but I thought my bet was a nailed on to cash when Luton scored. Um, but as we keep saying... Home Newcastle United is different to away Newcastle United. You have to handicap them as two different teams. Uh, Lascelles went off injured, which isn't a huge problem because Botman should come in with Shaw. Joe Linton's going to be available. So the team we have out is going to be very similar to the teams that have beaten better teams than Nottingham Forest. 
Chelsea, Man United. Well, I don't know if Chelsea are better than them. Uh, Man United, Arsenal, uh, PSG, teams like that. So we're very capable of turning them over. And the Nottingham Forest result yesterday, you just got no help. You can't read anything into that. That awful, awful red card. Worst red card of the season. Um, meant the game, therefore, was impossible to assess. Because you were looking to see what Nuno was going to do with the team. Um, and all of that was taken away from you because the red card changes game. And after that, it was absolute mayhem. I think it was nil-nil at half-time, finished 3-2 with an injury-time winner. Um, but just looking at it objectively, Baz, at the start of the game, before the mayhem, I saw he started Chris Wood and Divock Origi up front. Now, I don't care who's coming up here. If they've got Chris Wood and Divock Origi up front, we can keep clean sheets. We've kept clean sheets against Arsenal. Uh, we've kept clean sheets against... All right, that's right. Man United, Chelsea, Fulham, lots of teams. That doesn't frighten me, Baz. Um, they're just not full of goals at all. Like I say, we got Buckman and Shaw back. Newcastle eventually got to Fulham last time, but it took a little while. I'm going with the under, Baz. I think we'll beat them. I think we'll beat them 1 or 2 0. Uh, the under two and a half goals is even money, but I'm not sure um, Forrest have got a goal in them just yet. Yeah, we've got a couple of picks out already. Shane fancies Toon Forest to be the 1-1 one, one of the week. And Callum also thinks both teams to score. Um, I'll be honest, Malcolm, as you know, we make a pick on every game. I would happily have just walked on by this game. Um, so this is a pick that I have made um, purely with a gun to my head. Um, and I don't like it. I don't want it. Um, I want fear. Newcastle have been very, very poor. The paper over the cracks a bit with that win over Fulham. And I do wonder how that game would have panned out had they not have went down to 10 men early on. So the 3-0 makes it look like it was another comfortable home win. Might not have been that way um, otherwise. We have said Newcastle home and away are two different prospects these days. Um, but then you look at Newcastle at 1-2. Do I, would, I, would I stick them in an accumulator tomorrow? I'm not sure. Um, Forrest, as you say, were unlucky yesterday. That red card was an absolute shambles. Um, and then they almost come away with a point late winner from Solanke so a horrible run of form continues just one win in 14 for them now um, I thought I thought the opposite of you I thought maybe go for goals but as I say I'm, I'm, I'm really guessing at this game I don't like it at all I then thought who's going to get goals for Forest and you struggle with it with that point um, so I went for Newcastle goals um, it's my least favourite pick on the card, but I've gone for Newcastle to score in each half at 11 to 8. Um, when I first looked at the game, I just thought I don't want to back Newcastle, I'm, I'm sick of them, they're, they're not very good at the moment. Um, I just couldn't find anything that really, really jumped out. And then I thought it is a home game, Boxing Day is always a massive atmosphere. Um, I just hope we get into them, get into them early. Um, you know, we need a statement win after after a rough couple of weeks. So yeah, it's a it's a pick I've made reluctantly. But for me, Newcastle to score in each half at eleven to eight against not Nottingham Forest. To know where our goals were gonna come from, let alone theirs, because Wilson doesn't really look at it. Isaac looked miles off at the minute the last couple of games. Uh, so yeah, we'll see. But and that but that's the Newcastle away form sort of creeping in. And the home form is entirely different. Uh, three o'clock kickoffs on Boxing Day. There are two. The first one is Inform Bournemouth take on Fulham. Uh, Bournemouth fifteen to thirteen plus one one five. The doors thirteen to five plus two sixty. And Fulham are eleven to five plus two twenty. Barry. Yes, um, I will say some of my 
handicapping on these games is quite brief because I've um, just had other things going on. Really dancing around with that. Really dancing around with the yellow card. Yeah, shouting at the telly uh, all weekend. Uh, So this is quite a brief one. Bournemouth Fulham over two and a half goals. Ten of the last 12 Bournemouth games have gone over two and a half. And at home, five of the last six Bournemouth have gone over two and a half. Fulham lost 2-0 yesterday, so went unders. That was the first game in seven. They had gone under two and a half. So there's plenty of form between the two teams. We know Bournemouth have got into some good form now. Fulham until yesterday had been full of goals. Back-to-back shutouts for them now, the the Newcastle game. And yesterday against Burnley, which was a surprise. Um, But I think overall, two teams who do seem capable at the moment of finding the net generally. Uh, So quite an easy one. It's a short price, over two and a half goals. Bournemouth-Fulham at three to four. Uh, Chelsea are turning the screw at the minute. They're camped in the wolf box. I'm going to go. Um, yeah, Bournemouth, six wins out of eight. That Forest game was nuts. Dominic Solanke is in really, really good form. Um, but the home form's not brilliant. They won two out of eight at home. And then you can add on to that the last time that there was half an hour or so in the game left um, that was abandoned at 1 1. So they weren't leading that one either. And I just want good luck working out Fulham because you've got back to back 5 0 home wins. And then a 2-0 home defeat by Burnley. So, I don't know what you meant to do with any of that. Their away form's rubbish as well. 1-1 and drawn three, lost five. Game looks full of goals, Baz. So, I've got two plays here. I'm, I'll give up this first one as my official play, which is the Bournemouth team total. Over one and a half goals is even money. Um, even if they score two, I'm not necessarily think that that would be enough to, to win. Be, obviously, Bournemouth are a bit of a bigger price to win. Uh, but I prefer the team total. because Team two, I think, is live here. Um, so the Fulham team totals, the other one, Baz, would be another honourable mention play because um, that's 6-4 to four plus 150. So I can see both teams getting a couple of goals here. I'll take Bournemouth um, as my official counting stats. Um, but, yeah, I'll throw Fulham in there as well at 6-4 to four, uh, to get over one and a half goals themselves. Next up, the second three o'clock game is um, Sheffield United take on Luton Town. Sheffield United 13-10. to 10. Plus 130. The draw is 23 to 10, plus 230. Luton 21 to 10, plus 210. Both of these teams are in competitive form. Um, Sheffield United are clearly improving uh, under Chris Wilder. would be devastated not to get that win um, on whatever night it was against Aston Villa. Friday night, I think. Um, scored in the 87th, conceded in the 97th. And Luton have been decent for everyone. We pointed this out on a weekly basis. Notably good against the teams around them. Um, they've, they've sort of competed with all the good teams and, and lost a lot of them by the odd goal until they turned Newcastle over the weekend. But they have been very, very good against the teams around them. Um, and Luton have only failed to score twice in 14 games. Sheffield United have scored four of their last five at home. Um, the Luton, both teams to score, has been cashing every week. I've been taking it every week. Um and it should have cashed. Newcastle should have scored. Uh, Luton did their bit, and somehow Newcastle failed to do their bit. I've got to take it again, Baz. Both teams to score. 9-10, to 10, minus 1-1-1. One, one, one. Could very possibly serial be the 1-1 one, one of the week. He fancies that. I have got a 1-1 one, one of the week coming up, though. Uh, it's not this one, but yeah, this one's very live for that uh, for that title. Both teams to score, Baz. Yeah, very similar notes and, a, and an exactly the same pick. Uh, tough one because both teams are showing good signs of improvement recent weeks. I think it could be a competitive game. Um, I think you've covered most of what I've said. 
Luton, that was their first clean sheet this season against Newcastle. So definitely one where I would lean towards goals and the both teams to score was the standout pick for me as well. So same as you, Sheffield United, Luton, both teams to score. Right, 30 kickoff, 12.30 Eastern time. Burnley take on Liverpool. Burnley are, they were 6-1 to one into 11-2. So plus 5.50, nipped in half a point. The draw is 17-4 to four, plus 4.25. And Liverpool are two to five minus two fifty, Barry. Yeah, so a nice win for Burnley at the weekend against Fulham. I did not see that coming at all. Um, certainly not keeping a clean sheet. That was most unexpected. Um, but a good win. But can I see them continuing any kind of form here? Not really. I've been quite down on Liverpool lately. Um, I don't think they played particularly well. I thought they looked better yesterday. We haven't really talked about yesterday's games. I mean, we've mentioned that shambolic decision in the North Forest game. We should talk about that Liverpool decision. Um, how Odegaard did not give a penalty. That is absolutely <laughs> unbelievable. I keep seeing it drop up again and again on Twitter. And every time I see it, it looks worse. Um, the rules have got so complicated, they forgot to include if you handball it. That that's handball. It's like they've forgot about that. There's that many variations of the rule. It's like yeah. one one. If you handball it, it's handball. That's like rule one, clause one. But they seem to have forgotten that bit. That was absolutely astonishing. I, I can't believe that. Um, aye, mental. Um, anyway, back to the football. I think uh, I, I found a bet I think I can get behind. I fancy Liverpool here. Um, Serial's putting out Liverpool. To score both halves. Callum Schultz is serious. Callum is a TikToker as well. He's a Liverpool fan. Um, I'm back in Liverpool to do something they don't do very often. And that's win by two goals away from home. Um, only twice this season in the league have they done it. Sheffield United and Wolves. But they could be good comparison games for this one against Burnley on the road. And it's more the Burnley form line that's pushing me to this pick. Because at Burnley, at, at home... They've been terrible. They beat Sheffield United 5-0 uh, in a game where they played against 10 men for half of the game. That's the only points at home all season. They've got three points. So they've played nine, won one against Sheffield United, lost eight. And six of those eight defeats have come by two or more goals. Um, I can get Liverpool in the handicap at evens. That's going to be the pick for me. Liverpool to win by two or more at evens against Burnley. That's the clear of all of that, Baz. Burnley's win... Uh, that was their first win against a non-promoted team, uh, which was quite important. They had to do that at some point. What They'd beaten Luton and Sheffield United before that. So it's their third win, uh, but the first one against the team that didn't come up with them from the championship. In slightly better form as well. So it's two wins in five. They've got that 1-1 one, one at Brighton in there. Um, but four in a row, under two and a half for Burnley. Liverpool back-back draws, a 0-0 and a 1-1. One, one. They sneaked past Palace the time before that on the back of a lucky red card. So that none of that made me interested in the handicap or the ladder. Um, three of Liverpool's last four have gone under two and a half as well. Um, so Liverpool have slowed down a little bit. I've not seen enough in Burnley to want to back them at six to one or eleven to two, whatever they are. They're under two and a half. I was really happy with that pick yesterday in the Liverpool Arsenal game. Um, Seventeen to ten, Baz plus one seventy. Maybe Liverpool win this two 0 that would be the, the correct. So that, that'll be going in me super six um, in cash in the under two and a half. Massive price, 17 to 10 plus 170. Okay, we're going to move on to the tea time game. Uh, after I tell you about Hall of Fame bets, uh, win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets. It's a sports betting analytics platform for 
parlays, player props and game lines research. NFL, NBA and soccer bets with historical stats and data. Put any parlay ideas at the Hall of Fame bets parlay optimizer. You'll get hit rates broken down by leg. Expected probabilities for the parlay. Sold players by hit rates. Find out who's hot, who's not, etc. Stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Boxing Day night is at 8 o'clock, kick-off 3pm Eastern Time. Manchester United host Aston Villa. Um, it is a match on the books. 13-8, um, to 8, each of two, plus 162, with the draw sitting at 5-2, to two, plus 250. I've written two words next to this, Barry. Well, I've written two words next to Manchester United. Do you want to guess what they are? It's not very Christmassy, I'll be honest with you. Aston Villa? Nah, fuck off, it says. Uh, I've got no interest in backing them at all. It's 13 to 8. That, in fact, I've wrote three words for the entire game. The first two, I'm not going to repeat, I've just said them. And the third one is Villa. Villa 13 to 8. I don't need to explain, honestly. It's the same old stuff. Back in Man United, you want your head examined. To be fair, Villa haven't been brilliant. And you're, you've probably got a bit more on this because you messaged me the other day saying every time you watch them, you're a little bit underwhelmed by Villa. But I don't care who it is. Bournemouth just went up there and absolutely smashed the granny out of them a couple of weeks ago. And Villa are better than them. And everyone who's been up there smashed the granny out of them, except Chelsea, who might be the worst team in the league. You have to back Villa. I don't care what the outcome is. The only course of action before the game is to back Aston Villa, buddy. I mean, that was my starting point. I haven't went with Villa in the end. I found something else um, that I like as well. But I do like Villa to win it. Um I mean, Man United at Old Trafford against Villa and Man United not favourites um, just shows how badly things are going for Man United and how well things are going for Villa. You're right, I, I haven't been that impressed with Villa lately. Um, I don't think they're playing as well as their position in the league suggests. Um, I, I, I just think they'll... Don't get me wrong, I think they're right in the hunt for the top four. I think any talk of a title push and things like that or a bit premature uh, that said I think they should get a win here because Man United are absolutely terrible um, I mean they just it gets worse every every time you watch them you're more and more astonished I seen that line up the other day against West Ham I took the unders you took West Ham um, and I fancied both straight away uh, there was that def- that back four just looks embarrassing like um, absolutely awful Malcolm is throwing his hands in the air. I'm sure there's almost been a goal. Side netting, side netting for Wolves. I'm looking for the if they go two 0 up, the yeah. uh, instant payout if Wolves go two 0 up. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's all right. We're hanging on. Back, back to Man United. Just one win in the last seven in all competitions, and no goals scored in the last four. Um, they've scored just 18 goals in the league this season. 18 games, 18 goals. Only one team in the league has scored less than Man United. That's Sheffield United. Scored 13 goals. They've scored the same amount of goals as Burnley and Luton. It's absolutely astonishing that Man United can be up in eighth place at the moment. Yeah, it really is. With that sort of record, to be able to only score one goal a game on average. And now you've got Villa coming in unbeaten in 10 games, just one defeat in 17 in all competitions. And we've talked about how they're worse on the road. Villa at home, Villa away are, are very different things. But they aren't losing many on the road either. Just one defeat in eight. 
a game away from home in the last in all competitions. So plenty of reasons to favour Villa. I like your bet. I think they're a decent price. I'd seen them at eight to five. Um, I'd much rather be at the same prices. You, why anyone would back Man United over Villa at the current time? I do not know. Uh, but I'm going back to where I went with Man United the weekend, and that's under two and a half goals. Man United can't score. Three in a row have gone under two point five. They've scored the Man United games. They haven't scored any, but the last three games have had a combined three goals. Um, and four of the last five games for Villa have gone under two and a half goals. So five to four um, for the unders. And it's very rare I put an unders bet out, to be honest. I don't like cheering on an unders. Um, but it cashed the other day, Man United West Ham, and I think it'll cash again here. So Villa v Man United or Man United v Villa, um, under two and a half goals at five to four plus 125. The line movement against Manchester United the other day, Barry, was one of the wildest we've seen. Like we put we put the bet out um, before the game. Just trying to look back through my notes here. West um, Man United uh, it was plus one sixty. Yeah, a couple of days before, I then backed it um, on Friday night at plus one sixty. Woke up and there were five to four plus one twenty five, and it was obviously there was must have been talk about a bit of team news. Then the team news did come out. And you said they went into even money West Ham. Um, they, they had the kid, this is Manguala, uh, played centre-back. Um, so, yeah, some of the wildest line movement uh, we've seen on that one. Serial fancies uh, two bets in that, so we'll, we'll leave that one there. Um, right, next up, we'll go for A. Um, oh, I've got, oh, Mafia, by the way. Mafia's just joined the uh, joined the chat. Mafia's coming across from... Is he coming across from California or something? Canada, from, uh, I think. Where? Canada, I think. Canada, that's near California, isn't it? Down the road <laughs> uh, on the map. Um, coming across for the Newcastle-Manchester City game. So, yes, Mafia, we will have a pint. Uh, yeah, just get in touch. And Duke uh, says, happy holidays here, Duke. How are you? Uh, we go to... What day is this all happening? The Wednesday the 27th. Uh, all in the night time, 7.30, 2.30 Eastern time. Brentford take on Wolverhampton Wanderers. Brentford nine to ten minus one one one. The doors five to two plus two fifty. Wolves sixteen to five plus three twenty. Barry. Uh, Brentford obviously coming into this one a bit fresher because they didn't have a game this week due to Man City being away on uh, on their travels for the World Club Cup. They weren't in good form prior to this little mini break they've had five defeats in the last six games. I don't think Wolves. Are playing very well either. Um, although obviously at the time of writing these notes, they hadn't played. They're currently looking like they might nick a win against Chelsea. Ten minutes to go in that one, one nil up. Good um, mush it, Barry. Giant mush. Big no, Christmas yeah, mush. Put your hat back on as well. I'm under two and a half go. I'm on over two and a half yeah, goals. Lucky, uh, lucky hat. Yeah, I did have the hat, hat on yesterday on me uh, on me TikTok. And we, uh, we landed a forty-four to one winner. Did I tell you about that? Forty-four to one. You'd be sitting there. You're going to be sitting in that at, at Easter bar still because we're not letting you take that hat off while the looks good. That is yeah. the lucky hat. Um, so yeah, Wolves hadn't been in great form all over the place, really. However, their away form has been quite consistent. Um, they've lost four in a row and five of the last six. So when I looked at this at first glance, I thought initially Wolves at three to one stood out, but but their away form concerns me. Uh, the more I looked at it, I, I've sort of moved away from it. Brentford at home have been okay. They've won three of the last five. 
And they scored three in each of those three wins as well. The two defeats were to Arsenal and Villa. So good sides have gone there and, and got results. Um, but Wolves not at a similar level. I'm, I'm going to go for Brentford goals. Team total. And it's evens for them to score two or more. Wolves have only had one clean sheet in 15 games uh, in all competitions, which makes me think Brentford can get, definitely get that first one and then we'll cheer on the second from there. So, yeah, the pick for me, Brentford v Wolves, is Brentford to score two or more goals at evens. Um, this is just a very, very mid-table uh, class one. Brentford lost three in a row, only one win in six. That was against Luton. Um, they're far too short the price to back on the money line. They've won three out of nine at home. You can't back them at minus one one one. They will be quite well rested, obviously having the having this game week off. Um, Wolves have done what they always do. They're very very uh, competitive. Their form line when you stick it up on whatever site you use, it's really really colourful. Um, looks like a, a Caribbean flag, like the flag of Barbuda or somewhere, because it's all red, yellow, and green and pink stripes from win one, lose one, draw one, on repeat, which is what Wolves do. Um, so I was drawn to Wolves at the prices because I always am. You know, I've got a bit of a soft spot for them. But they can't win away. They've lost four in a row away from home. Just really, really mid-table, Baz. Uh, the draw stands out at 5-2, to two, plus 250. And this is 100% Barry, the 1-1 one, one of the week. It's Malcolm. There we go. So the 1-1 one, one of the week this week, having derelicted is that a word? My duties last week um, on the Palace-Brighton game. I'm back um, this week with the 1-1 Brentford against Wolves. OK, next up, Wednesday evening, Chelsea take on Crystal Palace. Um, Chelsea are 4-7, minus 175. The draw is 3-1. Crystal Palace are 5-1. Um so handicap kind of this before I saw Chelsea. Um, nothing's changed. They're just as bad as they have been all season. Under no circumstances can you rely on them. It's almost like a Manchester United situation. Like, um, no way you can back them. Absolutely. They might win. Can't back them. Um, oh, they've just gone out. Oosh, to clear it. It's away. Um, so, yeah, there's, I haven't seen anything in this game or any other game that makes me want to back Chelsea at 4-7 against absolutely anyone. Do you know when the last time Crystal Palace won one, Baz? No, you're going to tell me, though. Uh, November the 4th, Barry, is the answer. That's a long time ago, isn't it? Um, a couple of decent draws in there. Draw against Manchester City, oddly. They've got a draw against Brighton, West Ham. But Palace do pop up every now and again. Um, Chelsea had a 0-2 against Brentford at home, um, which is a very kind of similar comparison game, I think, for me. Um, and Ch- where do... Where Chelsea do struggle, Barry, is again, they can't break teams down with a low block. They just can't. Um, and that's what Palace are going to do. They're not very adventurous. Um, but Palace can pop up here. I'm going to go with Crystal Palace at 5-1, to one, Barry. Oh, nice. Interesting. Um, I have no notes, so I'm glad you did. I was holding off to see how Chelsea got on today. Um, and all that's done is solidify the small note that I made that just says, under two and a half goals at 19 to 20. Because yeah. Chelsea struggle to score, like. Um, and they're doing it again today. And Kunku's been almost the second half, I think. So he obviously hasn't made that difference yet. 
But this battered Newcastle never made a chance, really, did they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the thing is, I mean, people are clamouring for Sterling to be back in the England squad, talking like he's an absolute world this no season. Thanks. Absolutely hopeless. Like he's absolutely fluffed the best chance of the game in the first half again today. Yeah. Um, it's just decision making and 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 the finishing isn't good enough. Um, not just from Sterling. I think Undes is just a good good pick for this game. I, I never see Palace scoring many goals. And Chelsea don't look like running up a total himself. So, yeah, for me, under two and a half at 19 to 20. Yeah, like that, Baz. Solid, rock solid pick. A um, little bit later on Wednesday evening is um, Everton against Manchester City. That is quarter past eight, which will be 3.15 Eastern time. Everton are over the page. Everton, 19 to four, plus 4.75. The draw is three to one. Manchester City are four to seven, minus 1.75, Baz. Yeah, I don't know what to make of City at the moment. Um, they haven't been very good either. And Everton continue to play very well. I, I still haven't seen the highlights from Everton's game yesterday. Uh, but a lot of people on, on TikTok Live last night were, were saying they were unlucky. They had some bad decisions. They found themselves 2-0 them. down, Baz, after a bit of a sluggish start and Tottenham caught them. After that, Everton played really, really well. And didn't really look like Everton as well. They were very attacking. They were quite expansive. They made chance after chance after chance. And there was the ball, 94% of the ball went over the line, which would have yeah, been an equaliser. Yeah, However, been... that's not enough. Like, But no, they looked uh, they looked like a, a de- decent side yesterday. Um, should never have been... Should never have found themselves 2-0 down. Um, after that, it was an uphill climb. But for those 70 minutes, they were more than Tottenham's match. Yeah, so... I think for me, I didn't want to take anything on the money line here. I went for goals. And it's a little short, again, it's 8-11 to 11 for over two and a half goals. But it's not very often you get much over one to two for a Man City game for over two and a half. Normally, if you're going goals on Man City, you've got to take three and a half or, or better than that. So 8-11 to is a price I'm willing to take. I think it's something like 13 of the last 15 Man City games have gone over two and a half. Now, Everton have hit a few unders lately. But that's been mostly due to them keeping clean sheets. You'd always back City to score. So I don't think they'll get a clean sheet here. But you always think teams can score against City. And Everton, in their current form, playing well, can score against City as well. So the pick for me, Everton Man City, is over two and a half goals at 8-11. to 11. Uh, There's a couple of names in the chat throwing out Everton here. Uh, Frank likes it. Callum likes it. And I also like it as well. Um they, like I say, they played really unlucky. They were very lucky just to score the one goal uh, yesterday, and it's just a, it's just a horrible spot for Manchester City. Everton have won five out of eight at home, which is a very, very good record. City have won one out of six uh, Premier League games, uh, and that win was against Luton Town, which they struggled with. They've then been in Saudi, so that's not ideal. Um, and Everton are going to compete against absolutely everybody. The way they're playing at home. Um, see, it's the it's a Boxing Day Christmas fixture, so they're going to be up for it. Yeah, Everton are a great price. Uh, I'm going to take Everton at 19 to 4 plus 475, uh, along with several members of the comments here. Um, I'm going to take Everton to cause a shock. The penultimate game on this slate, uh, we move on to Thursday. We've got two games on Thursday night, 7 30, Eastern Time. Kickoff is Brighton against Tottenham Hotspur, Brighton 6 to 4 plus 150. Uh, the draw is 13 to 5 plus 260, and uh, Tottenham are 8 to 5 plus 160. 
Brighton had another 1-1. One, one. Uh, they keep throwing out these 1-1s. One, um, really, really middle in form at the moment, Brighton. Uh, doing a little bit better in Europe than they're doing in the Premier League. They've only won four of their nine home games. Um, I just don't want them at 6-4. to four. Um, Tottenham won three in a row. And what I quite like here with Tottenham is that the three different types of wins, so they bullied a very vulnerable Newcastle. They knew that we had some weaknesses and they just went for it and absolutely smashed us. Um, they then had a really solid away win with a clean sheet at Nottingham Forest, which is something you really haven't, you wouldn't associate with Tottenham under Postacoglu. And then got in a shootout yesterday with Everton, came out quick and did hang on. You've got to, Everton played well, you've got to give Tottenham credit for hanging on. Um, neither team's going to change here. Uh, we know exactly how both teams are going to play. Therefore, Barry, I prefer Tottenham's attack and I prefer Tottenham's defence. Therefore, I prefer Tottenham. Tottenham, 8-5 plus 160, Barry. Yeah, similar sort of leans for me. My, my immediate look here was Spurs, who I just think are a better side in better form than Brighton at the moment. Um, Brighton are always capable of pulling someone out of the bag, particularly at home, where they are unbeaten in eight games, Brighton. Um, so that was a little concern for me on the Spurs side of it. They do always concede, though, as we know. Um, at least in the league, they do. They've had a couple of clean sheets in European games. Um, so I was also leaning towards Spurs, but I've went for the team total instead. Um, instead of backing them on the money line, I'm getting Spurs to score two or more at five to six. Spurs have done it in four of the last five games. Um, and they've also hit a long streak of hitting two and two goals in a game at the start of the season. As I say, with Brighton, you know they're always going to concede. So you get that first one almost as a banger. Um, can Spurs get the second? Yes, they can. Uh, Brighton v Spurs. Spurs to score two or more at five to six. They're throwing me arms around here. The ball's pinging around the Wolves. Keep as ball. Yes, here we go. I was going to say, if it's gone 90 minutes now. If we handicap the next game really slowly, uh, we could live cash both of our underdogs. However, the fourth official has just put up 11 minutes of added time, so we can't handicap them that slowly. Uh, because Bournemouth and Wolves were our two underdog players this week. Bournemouth's cashed. Uh, Wolves 1-0 up with 11 minutes of stoppage time to go. The final game on this slate, uh, quarter past eight on Thursday, quarter past three Eastern, is Arsenal taking on West Ham United. Arsenal 1-3, minus 300. The draw is 92, plus 450. West Ham 7-1, Barry. Um, I'm trying to get my notes. Uh, the starting point for me was, was Arsenal's home form. Um... They're unbeaten in the league so far. And they're also on a seven-game winning streak now. Seven of the last ten games have also seen them win by two or more goals. So the home form is really, really solid. West Ham have just lost their last two away games, 5-0 and 5-1. Now, obviously, one of those games was in the League Cup um, weekend side against Liverpool. So you take that one with a pinch of salt. But the 5-0 against Fulham was alarming. Uh, in the league... West Ham have been beaten by Villa, Fulham and Liverpool by two or more goals. Um, similar sort of, you know, Villa, Liverpool, similar sort of area of the league to Arsenal. I think Arsenal can do something similar here. West Ham are in good form, but they have shown capability to throw in a stinker and, and, and not particularly play very well. I think Arsenal will win comfortably here. I like Arsenal on the handicap, minus 1.5 at 10 to 11. Well, it's taken us 48 minutes, I think, Baz, but we've ended up on entirely different sides of this one. 
because I took West Ham plus 1.5. So, yeah, um, no help to anyone here. Good at home, Arsenal. 1-7 drawn, 2 undefeated. Um, Not fluent, though, not scoring tons of goals. West Ham are up to sixth in the league, you know, Barry. Um, Oh, chance! Yes! 2-0, get a big cue. Wallop! Yes! And I paused up in 30 seconds, so no one... They knew already. Callum spoiled it that time. I haven't seen it. Get in there. (laughs) Happy Christmas. Uh, Wow, what a beautiful... If there's a podcast hall of fame, Barry, they can put this fucker straight in. Straight in there. As soon as you go in the door, on the right, Premier League Gambling Podcast, episode number 139, is in the podcast hall of fame. But um, what we're talking about, Arsenal. Yeah, West Ham up to sixth. Um, Won five of the last seven. (laughs) The two they lost were a little bit weird. Um, and that the the cup performance was inexplicable. Like I do not know what they tried at Liverpool in the week. Um, so, but I think they're going to hang in here to Derby. Um, and like I say, I just think I think West Ham can hang with them. Uh, obviously, you think the other, so it's not a, it's not a hugely strong lead. West Ham plus one and a half. Um, it's eight to nine minus one one two. They want to get a bit of Declan Rice as well. They'll give him a bit of a shoe in, I think. Uh, West Ham. They're a much better team when they've got their their full strength team out. Really, they haven't got much of a squad, uh, but they go full tilt um, and they can live with Arsenal. They haven't been prolific, so um, I'll take West Ham as my final play. Uh, Barry, right? We don't have to drag it out now. Um, dogs, goal scorers, and that all important Barry's winning parlay. In my 262 to 1 massive losing parley, uh, what all do you want to do this, Baz? Uh, yeah, I haven't got a massive uh, 40 to 1 pick this week. However, um, if I do look, I will have to look at cards again now. So I might tweet something out. I'll put it in TikTok or whatever. Uh, so keep an eye out. I'll stick it in Discord or on Twitter if I do find the cards pick. Uh, but yeah, back to back winning trebles, Malcolm. I had a team total last week and a 44. And a 44 to 1 this week. If I haven't already mentioned it, Mark, I made a 44 to 1. <laughs> I don't think I can't remember um, you mentioning it, but that buys me a lot of credit. Um, so yeah. that's all good. Start off with a scorer, and it's a bit of an obvious one, really. Solanke for Bournemouth, a um, bit of an obvious one because he scored a hat trick the other day. But two to one anytime scorer against Fulham. It uh, looks a really big yeah. price. He's only 11 to 2 for first goal. And it just seems like those two prices are a bit too close together. Um, so Solanke any time at two to one, I think is a great pick, and take him at eleven to two for first goal scorer as well. Um, underdog for me, I really struggled with the underdogs. You've you've put a few out, so I've, I think you'll have had no problem. Um, yeah. I wasn't hot on any of the underdogs, so I have went for uh, Luton in a game where I've taken both to score. Um, so Luton to nick that one against Sheffield United uh, would be my underdog pick. So Luton is the underdog at twenty-one to ten. And a treble is an over 2.5 treble. It's the Bournemouth-Fulham game, Brentford v Wolves game, and Everton v Man City. Comes in at 5-1, to one, that treble. So over 2.5 in Bournemouth-Fulham, Brentford-Wolves, Everton-Man City, 5-1. to one. You've gone from a 40-1 to one to a 5-1. to one. Oh, it's just it's just doesn't matter, we've already been paid out. <laughs> I put well, over 2.5 on, well. Does that cash your bet? Who had the over 2.5? Yes. Move this podcast one plinth forward in that Hall of Fame, Barry. Uh, there's another another little winner on there. Um, right, my underdog. I have got plenty to choose from. Tottenham a bigger price than Brighton, which is mad. But plus one sixty seems a bit skinny for an underdog, doesn't it? Because it's barely an underdog. Um, I'm going to take Everton nineteen to four plus four seventy five. 
Well, big fan of Everton always have been, you know that. Um, so Everton to beat a vulnerable Manchester City side. For my goal scorer, um, I'm going to take Cameron Archer of Sheffield United. So I took him at Chelsea two weeks ago. He obviously didn't score and they got beat. I then ignored him and he scored at Villa. So I'm going to go back to him again because this is a bit of a softer opposition. They play Luton Town at all. Um, he is 11 to 2 plus 550 to score first and last. And 9 to 4 plus 225 anytime goal scorer. He's the centre forward. They're playing a little bit better. Um, Luton concede goals. So yeah, I'll take uh, Cameron Archer. And this is the parlay, Barry. I've got two options here. The first one, well, I'm going to say it's a bit mad. It is 262 to 1. But I've got an even madder one, which is 240 to 1. The 240 to 1 is a bit more maverick. What I've got here, Baz, is both teams to score times 10. Quite quite straightforward. So all 10 Premier League games have both teams to score. That pays 262 to 1. However, I don't think Nottingham Forest are going to score, Baz. I think we're going to beat them 2-0. So if you leave that game out, that then reduces the odds to 133 to 1. Pause. Both teams to score in nine games, and you take no in the Newcastle New and uh, the Newcastle Forest game, gets you back up to two hundred and forty to one. So I'm going to take both teams to score in all nine games except Newcastle Forest, and that one's a no. That's two hundred and forty to one. But I would just put a pizza bet on both teams to score in all ten games at two hundred and sixty-two to one, uh, just in case Forest nick one, because that would be a very very harsh loss, Barry. <laughs> if that was if Forest scored and that let us down. So, at the prices, I think we can afford to split our stakes on those two things, Baz. Nice. Ambitious. Um, I bet you Brian's frantically putting a couple of dollars on that now so he doesn't miss out this week. Um, yeah, good stuff. Uh, as I say, I, I, I'll have to have a look for cards. If I don't put out, out this week for cards, we'll revisit it for the New Year fixtures. Uh, definitely. That might have to become a feature now, mightn't it? We put out one cards trouble and it's one. Yeah. 44 to 1 as well, Malcolm. I don't know if I mentioned that. Um, but yeah, we'll have to make that a feature. Um, Serial was asking, uh, I think, tongue in cheek, for some American football picks. Do you know the six o'clock state tonight, Serial? Underdogs is the answer. Texans, Vikings, Panthers, Colts, Titans, Commanders. Uh, two or three of those underdogs are going to win. So uh, there's your um, early slate NFL plays. Um, Right, uh, Slicker is asking what nine both teams to score, <laughs> and the two will exact score. Oh shit! Um, so what? One hundred and thirty-three to one times seven, round about one thousand one hundred to one, Rick. Uh, and if that hits, we will see you in Barbados on uh, for New Year's. We'll have New Year's Eve in Barbados when that hits, Rick. Get your passport out. Um, cheers, Baz. Well done, everybody. Um, what a really, really fun show to end on. Uh, mainly fueled by all the winners we've picked, which is quite important. I know it's not the be-all and end-all. We are here for shenanigans and the foster community spirit, but it's 10 times easier uh, when we've picked some winners, Baz. And like I say, I think we did well on all kinds of fronts and the listeners did as well. So absolutely delighted. Um, plus all your TikTok people, Barry, uh, fantastic for them as well. Um, any Christmas news before we go away? No, but it's, it's smelling very Christmassy in here because uh, whilst we've been going... I've uh, had the Christmas ham boiling away with some cinnamon, uh, coriander seed, peppercorns, bay leaf. So I've got all those Christmas flavours. 
daughter around now. So yeah, I've got a bit of bit of Christmas prep to do. Um it all felt a bit strange. It felt like it should be Christmas today. Yesterday, I definitely felt like Christmas Eve. I sat around all day yesterday um doing nothing but watch football, and I felt like I should be busy doing stuff. I feel quite well organized. Um but yeah, get a bit of organization done. We've got kids wanting to watch a Christmas film tonight. Uh, so that'll be on the cards. I will crack open a bottle of wine, possibly even a bottle of champagne, um, and have a little festive drink and a bit of cheese. Lots of cheese on the go tonight, Malcolm. I've got a brie. I've got a Comte, a nice vintage cheddar, and uh, a smoked I've got some cheese. Like I've got a nice gouda in there, a nice aged gouda, and then there's this French thing. It's a, so gooey and horrible. It's coming its own like cardboard. Uh, Packaging because it's just it's already leaking everywhere. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting amongst that. Uh, yeah, proper stinky. Yeah, it's when you open the fridge, it oh, gets your eyebrows like. And goes um, mad. I, I got one. I got one of those last year, French one in a little wooden box, um, and it was beautiful. But it did stink like like proper sweaty socks smell. I, um, I remember that actually. And Helen was going mad every time she opened the fridge. All she got was this big whiff of cheese. So I've been banned from the uh, the stinky French cheese this year. It's bad. Um, right, lots of people in the chat saying Merry Christmas. We echo all that Merry Christmas to all of our followers. Um, hopefully, we can have another fun uh sleigh pick some winners between now and me next chat. But yeah, we Megan Baz appreciate unbelievably everyone getting involved. That's the main thing, get involved. Um, because that the show doesn't exist otherwise, it's pointless. Uh, we would just sit and do this in the pub because we have done that for 30 years, and uh, so we could do that if you want. Uh, or we'll just sit and do it and you can all join in as well. So that's kind of the point. So good luck with your picks. Have a fantastic Christmas. Um, we'll be back. Who knows? We'll be back before the next round of games. Keep your eyes peeled. Um, but until then, we will see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>